0: Christine? Yes. Okay, good. Excellent. So we are already recording, I think. Let me just make sure. And it's just Um, you and I on the conference, right? It is just you Ah, and I. Yep. Cool. You got it. Okay. Good. So that works. Give me the good news. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for doing that and being flexible. So what, you know what I'm going to ask you? What have you done to make more money since we last spoke?
1: Um okay, so uh we are closing early on Hamlin Street, which is the one that uh I tried to double end from the open house and the agent um mm-hmm. came yeah. in and ended up d- doing the 35% referral fee. Mm-hmm. So we're actually closing Good. early get on it over that with. one. That's great. Get it over mm-hmm. with, get it done. Um the client is very very happy. Um contingencies removed we're doing great mm-hmm. with that property. I'm really excited. The uh Good. the third property um that um we've been in escrow three times. Uh that one mm-hmm. we ended up accepting an offer. Uh, we've got multiple backups um which is great. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. they're they're still working on um uh the non owner occupied because the the complex around it is not finished, so it has nothing to do with the rent mm-hmm. ratio. it has more to do with whether or not mm-hmm. the complex is finished so been working a lot with the agent on that, but she mm-hmm. she's been such a great agent on the other side, which is fantastic um and mm-hmm. very collaborative, mm-hmm. and she's like, you know if he has to he'll just have to pull out more cash we'll get this done, have confidence okay. I'll, I'll make sure of it mm-hmm. um which has been great to work with her on that. Mm -hmm. I ended up having Mm -hmm. two open houses with that property. Christine's been
0: at work. Yes.
1: Yeah. I did the Hamlin one, and then I did Toscana Mm -hmm. twice in a row. And what's Mm -hmm. great is the the last time I had the open house, I had no one come in. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was fascinating because the first time I had an open house, I had a ton of people come in, got a couple leads. Um, I was like, it's a windy outside. Maybe it has something to do with my signs. You know, like, where mm-hmm. is everybody? Sure. But before I did the open house, my best friend, who's very spiritual, um, she's like, you've had a lot of bad luck with this property. Like, what's mm-hmm. going on with this property? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't know. It's the most beautiful condo. Seriously, 200000 mm-hmm. in upgrades, and it's a three fifty condo. Mm-hmm. Um, nice. So she said, I want you to take a candle, and I want you to go to every corner of the house because it's vacant. And I want you to Mm -hmm. say out loud, bring love and light people into this property and shed all Mm -hmm. negativity away. And I did that. Mm -hmm. And as I was Mm -hmm. getting ready to leave the property, when no one had come in, Mm -hmm. I got a phone call. And um, he said, are you still having an open house? And I said, yes. And he goes, can I come by and see it? He comes in, he and his wife, lovely people. They're Persian, um, speak Farsi and English, lovely people. Mm-hmm. Totally hit it off with them. Um, they said, will you be willing to uh, coach us in real estate and show us how to – he's like, we have friends that are realtors. We've talked to several realtors about buying property. You seem very knowledgeable. We we trust you, and will you sit down with us and have coffee and discuss our wants and needs? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, absolutely. Wow. Set up an appointment, Mm -hmm. sat with them, very um, old soul, um, Mm -hmm. humanitarian type, um, great spirit. They're like, and they literally, Mm -hmm. I've never had a client say this to me, looked me in the eye and said, we will sign whatever it is you want us to sign, but we want you to know we've talked to multiple agents, and from here on out we are Mm -hmm. talking to no one but you. We want to hire you for the job. We want you to be our go-to agent. And um, w- are you willing to commit to us? And I was like, well, the funny thing is, is I usually ask my clients if they'd be willing to commit, <laughs> right? You know, wow. um, what a good it experience. It was great. It was great. I ended up showing them property yesterday. The second property I showed them, they fell in love.
0: Mhm. So did they write on it already?
1: Not yet. They're uh, they're going to do but a drive by tomorrow um, and wow. uh, kind of you know check out the area. But I'm sure. I am like ninety nine percent positive that this is the property for them. Um had I love it. amazing conversations with them too when mm-hmm. we were showing property that not your typical conversation, like deep, meaningful
0: mm-hmm.
1: conversations. Very and interesting. One of the great things was um mm-hmm. I, I said, oh, they said, I, it, we don't want to be impolite, but it's easier for sometimes for us to just speak Farsi if we have to speak quickly. And I said, that's fine, I don't mm-hmm. take offense to that. So they said, they started sure. to speak some Farsi. I said, well, what would be really mm-hmm. funny is if I just started busting out in Farsi and then you guys would be like, oh my god, she understood every <laughs> word we were just saying. Pulling a lane on right. Seinfeld, right?
0: Yeah, exactly. I like how she starts speaking Vietnamese. And you totally would do that, too. Right?
1: This I'm speaking Farsi, and I know everything you're saying right now. Mm-hmm. And uh,
0: they exactly. and he
1: started laughing hysterically, and he goes,
0: uh-huh.
1: well, if you started speaking Farsi, your name would change from Christine to Cobra. And I said, mm-hmm. why, is that how you mm-hmm. say Christine and Farsi? And he goes, that would be the direct translation of your name in Farsi with really? a k k that's with cobra with a k and i go really and uh-huh. i go what does cobra mean and he goes it doesn't mean christine but it means the king the greatest the, the cobra huh. is the female version of our king and and it's like alexander oh. the great and i go that's amazing um, hmm. I'll, I'll take that <laughs>
0: Yeah, exactly. Like, Deal. I'll take that. He's like, <laughs> done. It.
1: He goes, you are the yeah. greatest. You're the greatest, and, and we firmly believe that, so that's why we're working with you. And I'm like... Very interesting. I'm going to use that. Cobra. Okay,
0: so let's be introspective on this. First of all, nice job getting all this work done and doing your open houses and sticking it out. Not, I mean, you've already seen some open houses rock. Other ones are like, nobody seems to care. Right. And then, then you get a nice client come to you like this so looking back what is your assessment of this situation why did this all come together for Christine
1: um two things um it uh first of all I need to be doing more open houses because they work Mm -hmm. for me um Mm -hmm. second of all even if I don't get a ton of traffic and one person Mm -hmm. comes in that's all I need is Mm -hmm. that one right person that's right to walk in the door. Exactly. So, I mean, I've done three open houses. I had one where only this client walked in, and mm-hmm. he's the only like real client at this point. Right. So it doesn't really matter how much traffic you get. Actually, a better.
0: Yeah. Pure leads to wade through. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so this type of thing only happens to agents that are focused and really present with their right. business and right. very consistent. I don't hear stories like this from people that just are hit and miss with their activity. It just doesn't happen to them.
1: Right. True. So
0: if there's a coaching lesson in this, I think you're right. More opens for you. You do a good job with your opens. You're very Mm -hmm. present with that. And I think that consistency is going to serve you well. So, you know, sometimes you have experiences like this where it's kind of like you are really congruent with, you know, I don't know if you want to say that it's, you're on like the same wavelength with your business and thing, things just feel right sometimes. Right. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that this is an experience for you to remember on those tough days where you have deals going sideways,
1: mm-hmm.
0: because I I believe as your coach that the other lesson in this is that, hey, you know what, the world is full of clients like this who will appreciate you and not only that, are ready to actually buy or sell today.
1: hmm yeah.
0: Because sometimes you guys get into this round of you know never-ending follow-up, and all my leads are going to take forever, and they'll buy or sell something next year. And it's easy to start to believe that everything's a long-term deal, and then you have something like this happen, where I you know I joke about the real estate gods taking care of you. you yeah. Know, where uh, they they send you, you someone like there. this saying, that's right, and it only happens when you do put it out there. Right. Tim would say you're being frosty about it. You're being tuned in. Right. You're being conscious. So, this is great and I think you had a really good couple of weeks of business here. I'm glad yeah. that you got the other one back in contract. That's fantastic. And you got that quick closing with that funky right. deal. So that's right. great. Yeah, that's that's Excellent.
1: all working out beautifully. Um mm-hmm. and it, it, it's funny because I I talked to a friend that I hadn't talked to in a few weeks and uh, we were talking about real estate. Um uh he lives out of the area and he has his home on the market and he's like, "Is it okay if I call you for advice?" And I'm like, "Always. Always. Uh, that's why I'm here. Call mm-hmm. me." And um, and I said I, it was a rough month. I had deals falling apart left and right. You know, three transactions mm-hmm. that fell apart. And he goes, "But the good news is, is that you have three deals. That even if they <laughs> right. fell apart, they you're putting mm-hmm. them back together and they'll go through. Yeah, that's like,
0: right. Thank, thank you. Keep in mind, glass overflowing. <laughs> exactly. So here's the thing, and this is why we're working on. You know, I, I love buyers, I'm never gonna to talk to you out of buyers, but you know one of our long term projects is making you a killer listing agent. Right. So when you have a deal fall apart, what which side of the transaction would you rather be on? The listing agent or the buyer's agent?
1: Listing agent.
0: For Why sure. is that?
1: Um because you still have a listing contract. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. Okay. You still have, so yeah. that's something to remember. And, right. you know, we all get depressed when deals go sideways and they fall out of contract. But and the inventory is low enough point.
1: that another buyer mm-hmm. will come quickly.
0: And probably a better buyer right. while you have low inventory. You can't always right. say that, but in your case, that's usually true. Right. So this is why you not only want to be a listing agent, but you want to build your listing inventory as much as possible. Right. So talk to me about listing leads, what's on the horizon for the next, between now and the end of the year, and then I want to start getting into some 2015 stuff with you. Um, so immediate business first
1: immediate business first um all my leads right now are buyers
0: mhm and how many do you have i don't have? have
1: any listing leads right now
0: mhm how many buyers and are you sure none of them have anything to sell first no they don't have anything to sell first okay. the
1: people that then, i am working with that aren't going to be ready till spring are mm-hmm. sellers and buyers they're both good
0: okay so that's a good spring deal
1: yeah okay spring is and i ma- looking good yeah. it's the
0: next month yeah i'm like uh what i know you know and first quarter so right. how many buyer leads who will buy in the next say 60 days or less do you think you've gotten your pipeline
1: well, it's funny that you should mention what you mentioned earlier because, like, even these guys that I'm sure, 99% sure they're going to write an offer on this property, they keep saying to me, I'm not in a hurry, I'm not in a hurry, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, right. I have several buyers right now, three or four buyers right now that are like, I'm not in a hurry, I'm not in a hurry. But if mm-hmm. you show them the right property, they're ready. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so I love how that you automatically actually... rolls off the yeah. tongue that I'm, I'm not in a hurry <laughs> yeah. and I want a good deal, you mm-hmm. know. You'll get a good deal. Okay, so stop
0: on that thought for a second. (laughs) Okay. Are you actually saying to them, I appreciate that you're not in a hurry, but let me ask you this. Based on what you've said you want, a blank and a blank that has a blank. Assuming I find that for you in the next week or two, are you in a position to move forward on that? Yes. Okay, make sure you're asking that directly. And if not, what is it going to take for us to get you there? Right. You might even put it in terms of on a scale of one to ten, ten meaning you absolutely will jump on it, one meaning you want to see, you know, maybe forty more homes before you decide. Right. Where would you rate your motivation to jump to pounce on the right property? And if it's anything but a ten, the question is, what would it take for you to be a ten? Sometimes you find weird answers to that, so I want to right. make sure you're asking that That's before a, you're showing property. Yeah, but you know, I think you are probably right that if you show most people, you show them the right thing, assuming their financing is in line, they'll pounce. Right. But you need to actually be asking that because if they're not a ten and something else has to happen, I would much rather have you pursuing listings if they're not actually ready to pounce than right. showing property. Right. Does this make sense? It totally makes sense. So be sure Checking that what we are making up in our minds. Yes, check the motivation. Ask the scale of 1 to 10 question. Right. If you're not a 10, what would it take for you to be a 10? Right. Okay? Are you right. writing that down somewhere?
1: I just did. Okay, good. Perfect. So, Julie Harris. So,
0: <laughs> yes. Well, so if you were to have a listing goal, first of all, how many listings are we down to now? Mm,
1: three are in escrow. Are you ask listless
0: grow. yet? You're, that's uh, a, they're, they're in escrow.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So you're listless. Okay, so if you were to have a listing goal by January 1st, what would that look like? Mm. This is an important thought.
1: It is an important thought because I want to be really realistic about it while still going, what can I do?
0: That's why I said January 1st and not December 15th.
1: Right. Um, I think my listing goal should be two.
0: Mm -hmm. I think
1: you can do it. I think so, too. I think it's doable. Let's
0: say that your career depended upon it. You don't have two listings on December 1st. Well, you're going to have to go do something else. And you'd be a really cute Walmart Pretty reader, please, but I don't think that's... Pretty please? That's probably... <laughs> okay. So maybe don't, I have to send you the application. That's just mean.
1: Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be applying for a directing program at Warner Brothers. Please don't tempt me. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> well i know that's the problem with you you actually do have other options i think that's part of the issue Uh, i can't i can't pull out the walmart reader card with you i know so spoiled nice try (laughs) but but let's just say that just to make sure that you're in the money next year because who knows how the rest of your irons in the fire will pan out right and i have confidence in you that they will all pan out but let's just hedge our bets Okay. So, right. if your your real estate career depended on your two if listings, if my
1: bank account depended on me <laughs> surviving.
0: <laughs> yeah. Which it might temporarily, oddly enough, it yeah, um,
1: it might it might be needed. Okay. Yeah,
0: I'm sure it does. Well, so let's hope for the best but plan for the worst. So, right. if that were the case, how would you do it? Your career, your bank account, things are riding on these two new listings. What would you do over the next 45 days? Um
1: I think I need to have more open houses and be calling okay. more of my sphere.
0: I would agree 100%. Let's write it down. So two listings by 2015. So open houses, you know, we've got to define more as, you know, yes, more calling your sphere because when you do it, you get good results. Yes. And more open houses. What does more mean? Is this? I mean, we've got post-Thanksgiving weekend – I don't know if that's going to be good for opens or not. What's your opinion? I don't think so. Different in different places? Probably not. Right. Um, But the following weekend, can you commit to that? Yes. Okay. That would be Sunday the 7th, I think. Okay. So let's write it down. Open on Sunday the 7th. Yeah. Choosing a good house that should get good action. Right. Okay. I can't do it the 14th. Um, Okay.
1: But – I don't know if it's smart to do it the twenty first, the week, the weekend before Christmas.
0: That's close. I don't know. I think you're going to have some ten thirty one people and some relocators and possibly the most motivated. Mhm. Like your recent experience, I would do one on the twenty first. You would. I would. Okay. Yep. I'll, I'll, and then...
1: I'll make it a Hanukkah open house for all the Jews. <laughs>
0: there you go. Okay. See. We can have fun hodkas. with flakas. Right. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. I love it. All
1: right, yeah. good. Hanukkah okay. open
0: house. Hanukkah open house. So what is the proper way to spell Hanukkah anyway?
1: Uh, well, it depends if you want to do A
0: ch or an H-, H? Hanukkah.
1: Properly, it's C-H.
0: It is C-H. Okay. Yeah. So that's how i write it. I like to do that yeah. the right way. Okay, good. Okay, so then you and I will talk, obviously, between now and then anyway, but our next two open houses are the 7th and the 21st. Right. Okay, okay. so let's tighten up your past client center of influence calls, which should be easier because you can wish them – Happy holidays, I'm thinking right. about you, you know, reconnecting, et cetera. Right. So what is your commitment? Remember, our goal is two listings, no matter what, by January 1st.
1: Well, I then I need to be specific with the sphere and center of influence that I call that I know that they actually own a home.
0: Yes, good point. Okay, so home-owning center of influence people. Right. What can I ask you and have you actually deliver on? In terms of actual contacts daily on work days, something reasonable but not too lightweight. After all, you are the Cobra.
1: <laughs> With a K. <laughs> the K. With a K. With a K. Well, no. okay. You so Be lucky... careful what you
0: tell your coach because I will use it against you. Okay, so
1: originally I was like in that like 5 to 10, you know, and then I was like mm-hmm. push it, push it. And then mm-hmm. I just, because mm-hmm. you just said Cobra with a K, my mm-hmm. lucky number, one of my lucky numbers mm-hmm. is 11, and K okay. is the number 11. So I'm going to ah, say 11 perfect. a day. I
0: like it. I like it. That's excellent. Okay, perfect. Yes. Perfect. So 11 actual contacts. Okay. Right. So, we, so is. So is that 77 yeah. or is that 55? A week. Uh, let's see. No, I think 55. Okay. I want you to have your weekend. Okay. To do open out. Okay. Uh, you guys <laughs> like to have fun. I see your Facebook page, and it's okay. <laughs> okay. Opens and family time. It's all good. Right. So, I think somehow to keep you on track for 11 which I want you to Maybe. know by the way
1: that UCLA USC game that you saw the pictures of I was yeah. prospecting at the Rose Bowl I just was, want you to know that so cool. yeah. yeah
0: I was handing out my card to people Awesome that's what I'm that's talking tailgating. about That's tailgating
1: that's tailgating at its well, best Guess
0: what that counts okay yes. that counts a lot I it mean does. a lot of your deals have come this type of way so yeah. I'm okay with that that's my center of influence okay.
1: What do you got to that's sell That's right
0: <laughs> Exactly <laughs> So if I were to ask you to actually email me who the 11 contacts were daily, mm. how would you feel about that?
1: i say bring it.
0: <laughs> good. Good answer. Okay. <laughs> I'm writing it down in my own brain book here. 11 contacts. I like contacts that a
1: lot, actually. Keep daily. me accountable, girl.
0: I want names. Okay, as well as any maybe questions they have, objections we need to deal with, situations, you know, anything that I need to know as a result of this type of prospecting. So we can talk about it. Love it. Okay, and added accountability. Now, we're going to see how this week goes because if I'm not, I'm turning up the heat on you because you need these listings. Yes. And your buyers are not all totally slam dunk. Right. Buyers, I mean, technically, no buyer is slam dunk because they can all rent. True. So I want to turn it up nicely. I'm going to see how this week goes accountability wise. So I'm writing down in my notes daily email from KF. About now, this.
1: Yeah, and up. this is going to start December 1st because we're out of town. Yeah, be yes, December 1st. I was okay. about to ask
0: you that. So right. December 1st on, okay? Okay. Now, should I not hear from you or you not make 11 contacts on work days, leaving you alone on the weekends, on work mm-hmm. days, okay? If if you slack this week, I'm going to have to turn it up to some kind of level of punishment.
1: Mm.
0: Like maybe <laughs> forced Fizbo calling on our next call, which you're not allowed to reschedule.
1: <laughs> or,
0: Or... But it works for some clients. Don't make me have to do this. It Don't make me go there. Do Don't make me go there. $100 fine. Every- this podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.